Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, David. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Hi, Betty. Well, today I have David Reed, who's with the National Farmers Organization, and tell us a little bit about uh, your group. What do you guys do and who are you serving? Okay, so uh, National Farmers Organization, uh, we're a non-governmental organization. We are a not-for-profit membership organization. We have members in 26 states. Uh, We market cattle, milk, and grain for our members. Uh, by negotiating contracts on their behalf. We never take title to the uh, commodities ourselves. We are simply negotiating contracts on their behalf. Uh, Our headquarters is in Ames, Iowa. Uh, We do have uh, facilities and employees from Maine all the way to California and from Minnesota to Kentucky. Perfect. And you're based out of Ames. You uh, you all received a grant, like um, like the others that I've been interviewing for the podcast. Tell me a little bit about your grant project and why it was necessary at this time. Uh, so our beginning farmer and rancher development uh, program, and this is the uh, second uh, grant we've had from NIFA, uh, and this one was uh, developed and conceptualized uh with our with input from our board of directors we have 24 uh board of directors all who are farmers themselves and five of those board of directors uh helped develop the uh uh this this particular uh grant project uh five of them are uh young farmers themselves uh all under the age of 40 years old. Oh, so you engaged with your your members to get feedback on what would actually be helpful programming. And then not only did they give you responses, they helped to create it? Correct. Wow, okay, so tell me more. Uh, so our project is a, an educational project uh, consisting of a series of seminars conducted across 15 states. Again, that's from New York to Nebraska, Minnesota to Kentucky. Uh, Our organization's mission is to provide marketing opportunities to uh, family farms, which will allow them to have uh, profitable operations by getting fair prices from from the marketplace for their farm commodities. Uh, And that can only happen if family farmers are well-educated on the sophisticated marketing and risk management strategies that are at play in today's marketplace. Uh, And so our goal uh, with the seminars and our online courses is to uh, be able to help them uh, do that and to have a good background knowledge of, uh, of how the markets work and what they need to do to be successful in their operations. Uh, our, our one-day seminars uh, are tailored to the ge- geographical location they are held in uh, and cover subjects related to the dominant commodity in that region. Uh, again, we concentrate on dairy, uh, grain, and livestock. 
in the geographic area you described, I would imagine that you're talking about the Corn Belt, right? So that makes a lot of sense that there'd be a lot of cattle and grain, and then you, you do uh, have the some. Corn, the, the Corn Belt, but also the main dairy operations mm-hmm. uh, of our members, probably 60% of our members are dairy farmers. Oh, uh, really? Wow. I did not know that. And a lot of them, uh, and we do we do cater to uh, smaller family dairies. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of Amish members. Uh, I also did not know that. I'm learning all sorts of new things today. And we have, uh, uh, and we do uh, provide about fifty percent of the organic milk to Organic Valley out of Lafarge, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Organic Valley is probably the uh, number one or number two uh, provider of organic dairy products in the nation. Uh, Interesting, it uh, actually started with uh, six of our members um, back 28 years ago, uh, started their dairy program. Wow. Yeah, I've learned all sorts of interesting facts just in the last two minutes here. Okay, so you're so you you do cover a fair swath of the dairy belt then too, right in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and like you're saying, these smaller family dairy farms. So a real need, um, you know, you got to love farming, right, to do it, but you also have to make a little bit of money. So being able to to manage risk and take some of that volatility out of pricing, like you said, is so very critical and. I have to imagine if you're a brand new farmer starting out, um, it might not be something that a, a young person would necessarily maybe realize or if they realize it, even understand how to use those tools. So tell me a little bit more just about the seminars that, that you offered. How, how have you seen it help beginning farmers? How many people attended the programming? Um, so uh, our... Uh Beginning farmers uh, can get involved in our project uh, in in four different ways. Uh, one of the ways is by attending one of our in-person seminars. Uh, the second way is by taking part in our mentoring program. Uh, the third way is completing our online courses. And uh, the fourth way is by applying for pandemic relief funds. Uh, that we have available through uh, USDA and NIFA. Uh, these, uh, through these courses, the farmers, uh, the beginning farmers or those who uh, are just thinking about it, uh, they can gain knowledge on subjects ranging from obtaining a farm operating loan, uh, developing and analyzing farm financial statements, use of crop insurance um, and other risk management strategies. And of course, uh, real important to us is the use of marketing professionals to uh, to extract a fair price and equitable price for the commodities that they are producing. Um, so you have a lot our, of different ways that people can access this information, you know, kind of in a way that's going to work for them, whether that's in person or over their computer or through learning like one on one through a mentor. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Correct. And uh, and originally our grant was entirely uh, on the one day seminars. 
Uh, but then through the pandemic relief money, that, like then uh, something that was, happened, I think in 2020, right? <laughs> exactly. Something happened. Oh, uh, oh goodness. Uh, something called COVID-19. Happened. Yes. This has been and, a very uh, common theme in these interviews. Yeah. And, and USDA did uh, surprise us by saying, here's $200,000 additional on top of oh. your $600,000 grant. Okay. Uh, provided us with that two hundred thousand dollars. Our uh, our application for that two hundred thousand uh, was approved, with uh, seventy thousand dollars of it being used to uh, to develop our online courses, and one hundred and thirty thousand of it uh, direct payments out to the participants, the beginning farmers in our program. Okay. So. Uh, uh, and so, like I said, it has, we have the two sources of income uh, or in the, in the program, the original 600,000, and then the, and then the 200,000 uh, that we use for the online program. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you guys had to pivot like everybody else to, and right when things happened. And at we some... did, we did. And I know one of your, uh, last uh, questions here that you had at the uh, on the list was uh, uh, about advice. Uh, oh, yes. And, uh, and that brings up the advice. The advice is be flexible. You don't know what's going to happen uh, and be ready. Uh, it's always good to be proactive, but you've also got to be ready to be reactive to uh, to the environment you find yourself in. Um, and, and that's another thing that happened with that is, uh, you know, uh, USDA and NIFA was able to extend our grant. It was originally scheduled to end um, August 31st of this year. Uh, but because of the pandemic, uh, our deadline has been extended. So we have another year. Uh, so we actually will be continuing working on our project uh, through August of 2023. Very good. Yeah, and that is um that's spot on advice I think too whether that's a a group that works with beginning farmers like your group or if you are a beginning farmer too, right? You got to be flexible. Proactivity is is pretty critical plan ahead, right? But but sometimes you got to be ready in the moment to 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 take charge and uh come up with a new plan and quickly, right? Execute, pivot, et cetera. Um, can you tell me a little bit maybe about a farmer uh, that you you all were able to help or see make some changes to his or her operation? Uh, well, one of the most interesting uh, success stories we have is uh, Anna Donne of uh, Kimball, Minnesota. Uh, and I, differentiate her um, uh, from most of our uh, participants. Most of our participants uh, are multi-generational farmers. Uh, a lot of them are already farming with their, with their parents and, uh, and they're just looking to gain knowledge to help in the operation. Uh, but Anna, um, and she's from Kimball, Minnesota. She's a recent college graduate. Uh, she's returning home to eventually take over the family dairy farm. Um, and through the uh, pandemic relief funds that uh, 
that she received through our program. Uh, she was able to spend two months uh, this summer at her mentor's farm, and her mentor happens to be about 750 miles away in Pennsylvania. Oh and so goodness. she was able to use those funds to go uh, be there and be an apprentice on, on her mentor's farm. Uh, and uh, the reason she wanted uh, this particular mentor is her mentor's operation includes a agritourism type operation. Gotcha. Uh, you know, where, uh, uh, in her words, where city folks and children can come visit her farm and get a taste of uh, life on the farm mm -hmm. and learn where their food comes from. Uh, and Anna hopes to be able to add that type of enterprise to her family's operation to create an additional stream of revenue. And it also works into her passion of being an educator. She, um, her degree, I believe, is in education, and she uh, also works as a substitute teacher. So, oh, okay. So that, one's, that one's a little different than, uh, than most of our uh, participants. It sounds like a really invaluable experience, though, for her, because think of how often um, parents tell their, you know, parents on a farm tell their children, you got to go get some experience elsewhere become you, before you come home and farm. So she was able to be like, I got this all taken care of mom and dad. I'm, I have some, I have big ideas. I'm going to go learn um, how to execute them and I'm going to come back home and we can, you know, start to make a plan from there. And it sounds like it fits right in her wheelhouse. And, you know, I think these different ways are these ways of differentiating one's operation really are a risk management strategy too, right? So we're going to add another revenue stream and that helps mitigate financial risk that we might face. I think it's brilliant. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens um, for her and her family. That's a really cool example. Thank you for yes, sharing and, that. And we are too. And uh, we will definitely uh, keep up with her and, uh, and how that works. I mean, she's already run into things like how to, uh, what type of insurance do I need? Oh gosh, that's a big uh, liability one. Insurance. When I have people coming onto the farm that, uh, that don't work there and, uh, what type of, uh, safety rails do I have to put up in the, uh, in the barn and the facilities to have these people there. So yeah, she's, uh, she's really, uh, learned a lot and, uh, as, uh, and she's really enjoying it. That's awesome. What a great opportunity. So if I'm a beginning farmer, how do I engage with your program? You guys are a national organization. So I imagine there's a lot of opportunities for, uh, beginning farmers across the country. But there is, and a lot of, um, a lot, not not all and not the majority, but a lot of our beginning farmers uh, are, are um, their family farm is already marketing through, through National Farmers Organization. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they are wanting to get involved in their family's operation and continue the operation. Uh, so a lot of our mentors are multi-generational uh, mentors uh, that are working with, uh, with our participants. Uh, and, and uh, you know, to get involved with our project, um, they can 
get involved in in one of the one of the four ways of uh, signing up online. Uh, they can just go to the uh, nationalfarmers.org slash APS, which stands for Ag Profit Strategies. APS, uh, Ag Profit Strategies. That, yep. And they, they click on that. And uh, then from there, it takes them to a registration page and they can choose whether they want to do the online courses uh, or if they want to register for one of our uh, one-day seminars. Uh, once they do that, then it takes them to the schedule of um, seminars or to the three different paths that we have for the uh, for the online courses. And so we have separate courses for dairy, grain, and livestock producers. Uh, they can take as many as they want. We do require them to uh, pick one of them and complete and complete that online course, and and because they find it uh, boring, but we find it very important. We do require them in each one of those courses to take the financial uh, track of the of the course, uh, and we've developed it a lot along with the. Uh, uh, University of Minnesota's Farm Financial Management Center. Uh, oh, the Center for Farm Financial Management. Yes, they are the BFRDP Clearinghouse. Yes, they are. And uh, and uh, they are a collaborator with us on ours. So they are normally at our one-day seminars. Uh, they provide us uh, one of our speakers. Uh, Curtis Monken himself has been a speaker several times. They're a wonderful group to work with and certainly a national leader in uh, in risk management and farm finance. So with with that, you know, you mentioned some advice for already for groups that want to work with beginning farmers. Um, any other advice or, or what's going to be next for your program? Uh, well, uh, because of the extension for uh, the uh, uh, because of the pandemic and getting an extra year here to work on it, uh, we are actually behind where we wanted to be. Uh, we have uh, held seminars in seven of the 15 states that we uh, originally planned to hold seminars on. We have found that uh, early on, or early on this year, that there was still some resistance to coming to in-person meetings, even though we had some, uh, we had a meeting scheduled in uh, Independence, Iowa, and the next day in uh, in uh, Wisconsin, and uh, and we had one attendee at oh, the shoot. Iowa meeting. Uh, uh, very, very interested uh, individual. She was uh, very interested in the in the topics. We went ahead and held everything. Uh, we did end up having to cancel the one the next day in in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, so we've had uh, out of the fifteen states, we've had seven meetings so far. Uh, we. We said in our grant we would reach 1,236 
beginning individuals uh, over the three-year period. Uh, so far, we're only at 212 and probably um, 100 and 110 of those uh, have been online. Uh, so we found that our online uh, seminars have been uh, very, uh, uh, very successful. Um, yeah, well attended, it sounds like. It, they, they have been. And um, out of the pandemic money, uh, so we had 130,000 of the 200,000 to go directly to the uh, to the producers, to the beginning farmers, and uh, and so far we have uh, sent out 101,000 uh, dollars uh, directly to 26 beginning farmers to help them, uh, and some of them are actually uh, using that money to recover from the pandemic. And and others uh, are using it then to uh, just directly in their operation. Uh, so we still have about uh, thirty thousand uh, dollars available uh, for anyone who would want to apply for the pandemic money. Uh, we do require anybody who uh, applies for the pandemic money to take one one of the courses, either online or otherwise, and also to sign up for the mentoring program. Uh, now I got off track. I don't remember what your No, you're was. doing great. That's really helpful. You're, uh, that's what's kind of coming up next for the program. So if you're a beginning farmer, there are, there's, there's still some funding available through the pandemic assistance program, but there, it sounds like there's also going to be more, um, or the, the online program is available as well. And I'm sure you want to, you know, hit your goals with the number of attendees you hope to reach. So beginning farmers sign up. Um, it sounds like a wonderful program to learn how to manage your farm's finances to mitigate risk. Uh, where can people, do you want to give that website again, where people can learn more about your program, David, okay. and we'll uh, wrap up here. Let make sure. Let me make sure I get it just exactly right here. I completely understand. <laughs> because I know understand. how frustrating it can be to uh, to go on the search and uh, try to find things uh, because you know everybody's fighting to get theirs at the top of the list. Uh, Spoken like so some national. So it's nationalfarmers.com slash APS. Nationalfarmers.com slash APS. Right, which is Ag Profit Strategies. Um, and then click on that Ag Profit Strategies button at the top of our website. And, and you can get there just by going to nationalfarmers.com and then and, and then it, it will bring up the, uh, the buttons right on the top. Uh, and from there, uh, you can choose to register for the in-person seminar or the online option. Okay, very good. And do you guys have any social media uh, accounts that you want to share here, Facebook page or Instagram? Uh, we are out there on Facebook and we do advertise this program a lot on Facebook. Uh, we actually use a, uh, a social platform listing and our communications director could tell you exactly what it is, but it is, uh, we did, uh, get the, the list from uh, through DTN uh, and uh, 
and it is a little bit expensive, but it does uh, it does cover all the 15 states that uh, that we have, and it covers the different platforms: Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever the others are. Uh, no, and, those are uh, those are the big ones. You're doing great. Okay, yeah. so so check out their face. Check out National Farmer Organization's Facebook page, and then um, yeah, look for the ads too that are appearing as well. Sounds like great efforts to market the program. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, this work is just so like I said, you got to be profitable if you're going to farm, right? So the work that you're doing is just so critical. Thank you. I just like to. I would just like to add before we go that uh, in our program, uh, the beginning farmers they do receive a two hundred and fifty dollars stipend for attending the one day seminars. Uh, that's to help cover any costs they had from being away from their farm. Uh, they also uh, uh, for completing the course online, uh, they also receive that two hundred and fifty dollars stipend. Uh, and then if they take part in the mentoring program, they get uh, $350 for uh, cover cost of the mentoring program. And the mentor uh, receives $400 for each uh, beginning farmer that they help mentor. So, uh, so you, can, uh, you can get paid to learn in our program. Yeah, it sounds um, it sounds like it's really well thought out and just considerate of other people's time. So beginning farmers check it out. Uh, great way to learn some new skills. And also, like David shared, uh, the stipend. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you for joining us today. It was so good to talk to you. Thank you, Betty. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.